You're listening to the City Lights Equipping Podcast, where we are helping you identify your next step in exalting Jesus and extending the kingdom of heaven right where you are. If this podcast encourages or challenges you, please leave us feedback on our iTunes channel and share on your social media to help more people discover the very same things that are stirring you in your walk with the Lord. And we're back. Hey, hey, hey. Have you ever heard Jimmy Fallon when he does that? He goes, and we're back. I he love used to Jimmy do it, Fallon. He used to do it on SNL. He is a perennial. He's a legend. You know what else James is legendary? Dean, Bruce Lee, Jimmy Fallon. You know what those names remind me of? Michael Jordan. Sometimes people call you and I the dynamic duo. Who's, who says that? I didn't know. Some people. Yeah. Some people. That makes. I don't want to. I don't want to bring I'm too honored. much attention to them. George that. Clooney, <laughs> Brad Pitt, uh-huh. Donald Trump. Anyway, um, but some people in Kevin Bacon. But some people were saying <laughs> dynamic duos are better when they have a merged name. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know what those ones are out there in the world, like Bragelina. But uh-huh. I think I would like to propose a few for our podcast listeners and also for you because this is new to you. You didn't know that people were calling us the dynamic duo. But I was thinking of Criver. Uh, Armwong. Armwong. Ar- Armwong. Last name. Wong. Wong. Warmfield. Warm- Warmfield. Warmfield. I like Warmfield because it's like Warmfield. It's like Also, warm. um... Oliverus. <laughs> Olivosaurus. Oh my goodness. Listen, hey podcast listeners, just in case you're wondering, like, do these guys even know that it's being recorded? Yeah, we did. Yeah. This is just genuinely how much we love one another. First couple of podcasts, I don't even know if you could hear me. It sounded like you were talking to yourself and I was in the bathroom. I was like, and it was Charlie Brown, and you had to interpret it. Well, it was more like We're uh, getting better. Tens yeah. of people are listening now. I Ten, want you to know that tens <laughs> tens of people are listening. Multiply it, double it. <laughs> um but listen, today's podcast is on love. Uh, What's your favorite love song? Favorite love song. Love. Ready, go. Oh uh, man, that's tough. I I'm stuck. I don't know. Ask me. Oh, Whitney Houston loves. <laughs> I will love. Hey, did Whitney Houston die? Yes. Moment of peace. So Moment of quiet. Super. It really is. Super I apologize. Sad. She was great. That's our favorite love song. We didn't even know that. That I just that just happened. Listen, if you started listening to the podcast, you're wondering if we're going to do this whole time or not. We're turning the corner right now. Hey. Today's podcast is on love. Oliver, what is the Equipping Podcast about, and what is today about? Equipping Podcast is to take uh, steps towards Jesus together. A lot of times, because we're exegetical church, we prize the Bible so much, we want to teach through it exegetically. Sometimes the topics that are hot at hand aren't necessarily part of the schedule that we're doing. And so the heart of Equipping Podcast is just to meet people and, and where they're at and come alongside believers in our church and maybe not in our church to help us take steps together in Christ. That's what we're trying to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, so in, in terms of Advent, we're just taking a break from our typical routine of just topics like authority, type, topics like trust, topics like rest that we've been talking about before. And we just want to focus on Christmas, on the birth of Jesus, the waiting on Jesus, not just as the 25th of December, but as a lifestyle of waiting for him as a coming king. Um, and Christmas being every day of the year, we put our hope, our trust, not only in what was in that manger, but was on that cross and what was in the tomb and rose again. That's where all this stuff is rooted. And so there, that's where we can derive, you know, our themes we've been going after this, this week or this month rather, which is peace. One is, um, uh, joy. One is, uh, hope. hope. And then, yeah. And then this one is about love. Love. Yep. Um, you know, I, I really like something you just said. It's, it's actually a foreshadowing where we're going to go, but you talked about giving it away for someone in our church or someone's Christian or someone who's not. And just so you know, podcast listeners, we will be talking about a lot more life practical things on this podcast. If you have topics you want to hear about, you got to let us know. You can always send us an email at citylights.cc. I think like 
info or something, but you can get a hold of us there or just leave comments on the podcast and let us know what you're wanting to hear about. And, you know, if that marriages inside the church and outside the church finances, we're going to be talking about all those things in 2017. So we're excited to do that. But good things. The reason I said that is good things are meant to be given away. Good things are meant to be shared. And so as we talk about love today, I can't help but think that people prize love because they've experienced it. They've received it and then they're inspired to give it away. Um, but I just, I'd like to go on record and we're kind of going on record together and just saying that love is great. The idea of love is great. Mariah Carey, love, Whitney Houston, love, the notebook, love, uh, all those things are great. But the kind of love that I'm talking about is the kind of love that would make me be willing to die for somebody. Mm -hmm. And love like that, I just want to say is a choice. Um, but the love I'm talking about, the quality of it, love is a choice that we can't make without Jesus. Mm -hmm. That's Really, podcast listener, that's what we want to leverage today in this message, that love is a choice that we cannot make without Jesus. Why? Well, let's just identify an attribute of who God is. God is love. God doesn't just love like by going to the cross or um, being held in a virgin's womb and then being born as we celebrate on the 25th. He, that was love, but love was embodied. Love was incarnate, like love put on flesh and walked amongst us. So when you think about a passage from 1 John 4, one of the great statements in all the scriptures that perfect love casts out fear, what what that passage is saying, I want to get to the the explanation of that quickly, perfect love is when the presence of God is there in your mouth in your mind in your relationship fear has to go it, mm -hmm. there's no room for it and why well it's it's not equal it's not yin and yang equal forces god and his presence with us by his spirit in us his kingdom coming and being present it just does not respect fear it destroys it and oliver i can't think of a a better thing to talk about than a young girl who had never been sexually involved with a man <laughs> who's mm -hmm. pregnant gives birth, not in a Motel 6, not a Holiday Inn Express, but finds herself in a stable. Think about the fear that would be there, man. Right. They have no home, and this is weird. But but something was, love was present there. So what do right. you think about that? Yeah, that statement from 1 John 4, as you mentioned earlier, both from 1 John 4, but God is love, those three powerful words there. Mm -hmm. Now, I do want to take a quick tangent there is that love is not God, and I've definitely seen different mm. movements or different mm. theologies in church to say, okay, what feels loving or what mm. looks like it's love or what is the world celebrating as love? Well, the world doesn't corner the market on love. Jesus corners the market on love. Love is, as you said, the presence of God. So we can't go ahead and say, well, let me find love in something that looks like it's love or it makes me feel like I would call it love or define it or Webster would call it love. We have to look to Jesus. And so we just we just realize that anywhere that Jesus is and anything that Jesus is doing is love. Most explicitly, most um, as he even openly defines it, perfect love is uh, a man laying down his life for a friend, yeah. is Jesus Christ. It is the expression of Jesus Christ. And when we're talking about love, we're talking about a very specific thing. It's not an esoteric, Beatles, theoretical idea of tinglys or butterflies or a feeling. Um, I think in some more mature philosophies, you know, the, the statement of love is a choice, right. um, is, is quite a sound one that matches up with scripture we find that jesus didn't write a feeling he wrote a choice a mm. choice to follow god wherever no matter what mm. now uh i think what we would add on to it and what you added on to it earlier is it not just a choice but it's 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 a choice that um can can only really be made with jesus because jesus is love because god is love if we try to separate love from god it just isn't love without god isn't it doesn't yeah, exist it, well it's like well uh, love without Jesus is more like like 
mm-hmm. lust, mm-hmm. Uh, give and take. Great, yeah. <clears throat> uh, you know, I've I met a lot of people who've got marital counseling and says we got to figure out 50-50, which is Jesus was a hundred zero. Love does not account for your response. It just gives. Right. And you have to be really rich. You know, you have to really truly believe you have something to be willing to give it all away or that that what you have will be restored. Um, you know, it's, it, it reminds me a little bit of when we talked about joy. Joy is having a deep abiding confidence in God. Love is a choice saying, I'm going to give this away because of something I have. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, all these things are connected to a bigger reality, a, um, you know, the, a kingdom reality, a, a heavenly mentality and reality. Talk to me a little bit about that, though. Mm-hmm. We can't give away what we don't have. What mm-hmm. do you mean by that? And what's that look like? Give me some handles to that. When I was, I mean, I shared it on uh, Sunday morning at one point when I was preaching, but when I got saved, I was 16 years old. I was in a youth group. It was just me and the Lord, the Holy Spirit, and 1 Corinthians 13. It was that verse, what he was defining as love answered questions that I wanted answered. It provided uh, a fulfillment to an appetite of something I didn't know existed. Mm -hmm. Uh, That perfect love that casts out fear, which is described in 1 Corinthians 13, love is patient, love is kind, it does not envy. I remember had a John Deere hat uh, back in that day because I saw George Clooney wear it in some movie, and I remember (laughs) having that John Deere hat, or Ashton Kutcher had it too. I wrote all the tens of girls out there are are, hopefully remember that if you're old as as me. (laughs) I wrote love is patient, love is kind. I wrote it. Mm. on the underside of the bill of my hat because it meant so much to me. And I think from there, from 16 up until even up until now, I should say, we're all in process. But it's been interesting because he hasn't changed my hunger for love, but he's redefined what it's meant for me. And each and every step of the way, I think Mm. I had to trade in idolatrous love, love that really was about getting attention from others, love that really was about getting a feeling of belonging, love that really was about me and not about others love without god isn't love without god is always taking okay. which which right, undermines a- absolutely yeah. what it what actually put, is. put a few more love without god is taking what else is it love without god is is about me okay. you know love without god is is only a feeling not a reality love okay. without god um isn't uh faithful it isn't true um it's based on mood and it will never be uh, faithful okay and flip surpassing. it flip it love with god is give me some of those love with god looks like love with god looks like different things on different days okay. love with god looks like in some ways challenge and rebuke and in some hmm. ways invitation and comfort hmm. love with god um, is relational and cannot be a philosophy. It can't be a theology. It has That's to be a, big a person. Deal. Yeah, love is a person. It's not a theory. Yeah, absolutely. And so a lot of times huh. I think people That's that awesome. can be offended with the scriptures, offended with Jesus, are holding him accountable to a love, to a virtue that doesn't actually exist without him. Uh, Jesus has to be the complete embodiment, and especially said him dying on the cross, perfectly expresses what he means. His definition of love is the person All right. of Jesus. Well, it, I mean, I'm pretty pretty darn stirred up from what you just shared to be quite transparent podcast listener uh we want to check in with you um what what's your love been like uh what's your love life been like i'm not talking about dating or marriage but what has your love been like is it is it frustrated is it annoyed is it irritated is it full uh what's your, what has it been like love plus god or love infused by god or not uh and let me just ask this your love giveaway. What if? What is your love giveaways been Great like? Question. You know, Great what question. what have your love giveaways been like? And I think strings attached. Yeah, strings attached, or or you give what's not costly. I mean, love mm. love doesn't count a cost. It just it just sees the need and just pours out until it's full for the other person. So I think there there's not formulas to this, Oliver. I he, I hear you saying that there's not um, expectations so much. It's more about giving away than it ever is considering the the residual return 
but something I've heard you say, which is uh, God has to come before yeah. we give it away, or I mean, like what? I think it's just, I've it, heard you say it. So what? Explain that thought if, that you had. If we take this all the way down downfield or downstream, I mean, then love cannot, in its practical sense, can't just be my own wake up in the morning and make a decision. Um, I'll always be hurting others. I'll never be able to truly help others without Jesus. I need Jesus to love others. I need to receive his love. In fact, I'm just simply borrowing it and giving it away. I'm a conduit is a really fancy kind of super spiritual term for that. Mm. But I'm only giving away what I've received. And if I don't have it, if I'm not receiving it, there's no way I can give it away. All right. Well, how do I do that? I mean, that's, you know, all right, podcast, I'm going to ask you and then I'll ask Oliver to answer it. But how do you receive love? And I don't mean from people. How are you positioning yourself to receive love from God, podcast listener? Oliver's going to talk about that. He just gave it away. But that's, I mean, think about it. You can't give away what you don't have. Uh, if you genuinely have love, you do give it away. It's just it's just what happens if it's God love. Um, so your God giveaways, if there's a deficit with God giveaways, why is there? But um, like, how do we receive love from God, Oliver? If, if I need to give someone water and I got to collect the rain, how do I collect the rain to, to give drink to that thirsty soul? Versus just a list of, I'm going to buy this person a gift. I'm going to show up on time. I'm going to say this nice thing to them. How does it become more pure? Almost like a fruit of the spirit. Well, love is. <laughs> love is a fruit of the spirit. So how does, how does that happen in my encounter or relationship with God? Uh, what's the what's the clean way to describe that? I, I'll dare yeah. I call it a transaction right now, but that encounter with God and others with pure love, how does that happen in a pure form? Um, I think that the greatest commandment is love God and love others. I yeah. think that love God comes first. If we try to love God before we love, or excuse me, love others before we love God, I think we end up bankrupt. I think we end up drawing from something that from ourselves that doesn't actually have the actual source that we need, the source of love in right. God. So um, I think that it, it looks like receiving and sharing more so than it looks like producing and giving away. We okay. have to receive first. So it's, it is a, it, it, it's hmm. this, this one feels less like a step. A lot of times with equipping podcasts, we like to give you a practical next step. And a right. lot of this is more thinking and abiding in as John 15 talks about, as opposed to actual clear action items. Um, but I do know that there's certainly ways that we can, as we check our, check our bank account and we look at the withdrawals that are going out and we're starting to think, are these, as you questioned earlier, are these withdrawals having strings attached? Do they have an agenda? Mm -hmm, Am I mm -hmm. finding myself short with people? These aren't necessarily, these are just fruits on a tree. They're not necessarily something to feel shame about so much as to go back into the secret place and say, what am I not believing is true? What part of God's love am I missing out on? And, mm -hmm. and am I receiving it? Um, I personally, I mean, you and I, and, and at City Lights, I think we want to be pastors and shepherds that that say that being receiving love actually looks like something. It's not just the thought that we write on our no, whiteboard and just put it on our dashboard and just believe it, believe it, believe it. That's I mean, true. it takes time. It's going to take time of dwelling in his presence. It takes time and spending time. Quality time is maybe, I don't, I don't want to be biased. I feel like quality time and I am a quality time person, I suppose, but it's the only thing you can't get back. Mm -hmm. And uh, to me, it speaks loud about what people are actually doing because you can get more money to give gifts. You can, you know, just touch somebody briefly. But time, his presence is what he gives us. It's kind of what we've been talking about with John chapter six. It's the greatest gift that he ever gave. Um, and, and that's not just just quality time. It's also quantity time. Mm -hmm. It's spending time dwelling in, abiding in, in our vision statement of seeking, but saturating it takes mm -hmm. time to saturate. You know, even in my city group, I think of the trust and the love that's been built over the last couple of months. That didn't happen on the first day. There's nothing Absolutely. I could have said. There's no gift I could have shown up mm -hmm. with. There's no, um, mm -hmm. I don't think of the other five love languages that I'm not thinking of. Um, there's no high five or hug that I could have given that could have made up for the last four months because right. trust is proven over time. Love is proven over time. So I just, I invite, I, I, I exhort 
And I'm encouraging all of us at yeah. City Lights to make sure to love God first mm-hmm. and not others first. We have two different responsibilities. We want to minister to people, but we also, there's a difference between that and ministering to God and loving God and receiving mm-hmm. his love. And that is our number one job description. Yeah. So I say, go to that first, spend time, saturate in that and know and experience, partake in that love on a daily yeah. basis, moment basis. All right. So here's a question for Oliver, for you and podcast listeners. Um, what's the greatest expression of love you've ever given to somebody? Um, and you may be able to figure out, you know, top five, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. What I actually want to ask you is a follow-up question. Mm-hmm. Why was that the greatest expression of love? My wow. guess, my Good guess question. is, so I'm listen, listen, I'm asking the answering the question too. I'll start, Oliver, you tune in next. For me, I'm not going to give you the details of what it was, but I can tell you why it was the greatest expression of love. Because I had received love from God yeah. at deep, deep, deep levels. So when somebody hurt me and I expressed love or somebody, I wanted to shower them with love, the well that I pulled from was the one I saw God poured out to me. Mm. Uh, so the, the, the measure of love I gave to somebody was directly tied to mm-hmm. the measure of love I had received from God. And I also can say from people, but I, I just go on record saying this, no one's loved me the way God's loved me. Mm-hmm. No one has. Never. And I think some of us, uh, and I say this in a kind way, some of you have not received or experienced love from God because you've not made yourself humble enough to receive it. And th- th- these might sound wow. like strange words, but some of you on podcast today, and Oliver, you, me, some of you are, I'm just going to say it, it sounds a little rough, but I'll explain it, have been so proud mm. that you will not receive love. And to really receive a gift means you have to humble yourself and receive it from somebody a proud person would say, no, I don't want you spending money on me because I'm not worth it, or I hurt you, or I this, or I that. The reality is we bring nothing to the table with God except brokenness, and he actually gives us the full righteousness of kingdom of heaven, meaning Jesus, to us. That takes a lot of humility. Mm -hmm. So what's the greatest act of love you've ever done, and why? My bet is that you saw somebody extend that kind of love somewhere. And what you said earlier was love is a choice we can't make without Jesus. The mm-hmm. kind of love the world needs mm-hmm. is not a man-measured love. We need a Jesus-measured love. And the scriptures say that it's immeasurable. Mm-hmm. It's unending. It's it's uh, doesn't start, doesn't stop, goes on forever. So mm-hmm. your thoughts about yeah. love and why? Well, I mean, one of the biggest vehicles to move me from, you know, 1 Corinthians, George Clooney, John Deere hat, you know, 1 Corinthians 13 love, um, of just loving love uh, and into the process of looking like Jesus or abiding in Jesus and what that looks like. It's got to be, it's got to be marriage, right? I mean, I don't know of another yeah, place where yeah. we are most, I know maybe I'm breaking the rules in terms of you're looking for an individual incidence. Um, I think uh, my best days of marriage are the days that I know that I'm loved. If you want to see my worst, find me on a day when I'm feeling like I might not be loved or I'm doubting in God's love. That's, it's really that mathematical. It really is that, you know, breakdown. Um, I think that a huge journey for me is to realize that, you know, Kyra has been given to me as a bride and as a gift. And my expectation for her is to love her. That's why she's been given to me. It's it's I don't come to her with expectation about what she's supposed to fulfill in me or look Mm -hmm. to her to give me what God's trying to give to me. I'm I'm trying to give her and show her what God has, what I believe God has done for me, what right. Jesus has laid down. So Ephesians 5 is the root of all of that. It's been a huge teacher yeah. and a yeah. curriculum for me, not in a classroom, but in marriage of, look, this is this is 
what this marriage is going to look like, you're going to lay your life down like the perfect lamb, like the like Jesus lays his life down for the church. And so I don't always do that, but it does hold me accountable. My lack in the horizontal direction draws me to my need in the vertical direction. Mm-hmm. And so yep. long as yep. I realize that two-step process of loving God comes first, yep. I am supposed to do both parts, but loving God comes first. Yeah, I feel like that has been an immense just... Um, uh, di- uh, indicator of it's been a litmus test um, for and also um, a model for what Christ love looks like um, in my life and so I would completely agree with you your presumption is right yes um, I would say that that has manifested and become purest only in mm. the context of knowing that I'm loved by him knowing I'm a yeah. son I mean Jesus said it he or she who loves much has been loved much he or she who forgives much has been forgiven much yeah. and uh, so I, you know I'm just going to offer it as a challenge as we're getting close to the Advent reflections and devotions coming to conclusion. Christ's candle and focusing on Christ will be our last one, next one. Um, The reality is this. When I'm struggling loving my wife, I don't try to love my wife more. I recognize there's a a love reception or love trust issue with God. Right. And I take it out on people and I make demands of people. So I just want to say, listen, if if you're finding yourself irritable, frustrated but it's all relational based people based it's not a people problem Mm -hmm. it's a god problem Mm -hmm. Uh, god doesn't have the problem but listen the good news is this it's not like i have to go you get to go and be loved on cared for come undone in the presence of god Mm -hmm. he'll fill you with his presence so when i when i offend someone in my family i usually own it pretty quick but then i either i try to process it with them and go here's where i didn't trust god Mm -hmm. and i'll tell them you know what? I didn't this. I didn't that. I didn't this. I look at myself and I go, and God made himself available at every one of those points and I didn't do it. So mm-hmm. my challenge to you is you will get frustrated. I'm sure you'll get, you'll lose your temper, temper. You'll have expectations that aren't met, but could you in those moments, either, you know, during maybe before you do it or after get some reflection time. If you're dealing with pride, you're not going to want to say it in front of somebody because you have so much pride. Just go in the quiet place, meaning in the other room, take out your journal and say, God, I did this. Where am I lacking in trust with who you are as the perfect lover? Remember, guys, Mm -hmm. think about Mary that night giving birth to perfect love embodied. Mm -hmm. I just have to believe that she put her joy in the fact that the angel said a Savior would be born. His name would be Jesus. He's going to be born in your womb. She knew that she had never had sexual relations with a man. And you, I mean, how much, how many emotions would be swirling? Mm. And yet the presence of that crying baby, I don't, I don't magically make that scene look like something it wasn't. I mean, it was labor and delivery in a stable animals. I mean, it's, it's not a pretty scene. It's a difficult scene, but I just have to believe her joy going back to last time was tied to something greater than that circumstance feeling well. And she chose to receive the loving gift of a child, potentially the son of God, right there in her midst. So um, I just don't want to take it out of context. I mean, obviously this podcast is a lot about equipping these people, but just I'd love for you not only to think about your own deficits and strengths and how you're tied to the Lord, but also just to devote some time just thinking about Jesus's humility and Mary's humility to to take that scene in that spot. Mm-hmm. Just want to take time to say thank you for uh, listening uh, to this podcast and thank you for your faithfulness um, in City Lights and the Kingdom of Heaven um, at hand. Um, I, we really do believe as we take uh, steps closer to Jesus, we, we look more like him. We, mm-hmm. uh, we begin to model him, and um, we are so thankful for the opportunity to serve uh, with you and come alongside you. We are praying for you and your family, and i um, so excited about what 2017 is going to bring. Yeah, so. and if this has helped you, encourage you in any way, give it away. Share it with somebody. These things are free, so 
give it away, and that might be a, a really cool opportunity to experience love, share, joy, hope, peace, whatever, kingdom transfer. So we're going to keep these up. Uh, you let us know what you're wanting to hear. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time. Yeah, bless you guys. See ya. Adios.